listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hello. Good evening, Dad. Hello. Good evening, Steve. <laughs> it's <laughs> We're recording in the evening, aren't we? We are. Uh, the night before as well. Yeah. I like to cut it fine here. Um, <laughs> but we have been very, very busy. Um, and lots to talk about uh, in this show. Um, how's your week been, Dad? It's Thursday. Oh, it, uh, it's, it's been a good week, yes. Uh, but always a good week. I, I never say it's been a bad week, do we? Simply because we don't have a bad week. Uh, business is doing well. Uh, the products are, are coming along nicely. I've found at least half a dozen new uh, projects, uh, which uh, I'm, I've put in on the back burner, ready for me to start. It's amazing. I've said this so many times that I thought I'd run out by now. Many hundreds will be done, but... I'm not. It's, mm-hmm. But then I thought, well, how, how many breeds of dog are there? And how many have I done? I've only scratched the surface of those yet. Yeah. And uh, same with cats. And, uh, and there's all the other wild animals and birds. I'm, I've got a hankering for birds at the moment. You know, we've done the peacock, and that's gone down really well, especially yeah. the YouTube clip that you put up. That's, uh, that's going flying away. Uh, so I think people are um, going to enjoy the birds that I've been doing and I'm going to do a lot more uh, because I think we I mean, obviously it's nice to do a selection I mean I've just finished a really good landscape uh, and it's nice to do that and it satisfies the people on the landscape side that want that mm. um, but uh, it and it's up to have the variety but the animal kingdom is massive mm. And uh, I, I can't. I don't think even if I live to be 110, I, I'm, I'm not going to cover it. It's <laughs> a very specific age that you might <laughs> that you're thinking. Well, maybe 111. Right. I've covered everything, but 110. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's lovely, isn't it, to to, to know that we've got uh, so much to offer uh, everyone, and I'm sure they all appreciate it. But there's so much to be inspired by. That's the thing, isn't mm. there? When you look out mm. there, there's so many pictures that are inspiring that you think, oh, I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. And how many yes. of our members go out and branch out on their own projects? You know, they, you know, even our, you know, they've got a lot to, to, you know, have a try with our membership, but then they go out and say, oh, now mm. I want to do this one. Now I want to do this one. Mm. Yeah. Well, our job really is to try to cover as many of the techniques as possible. And mm. there are a few coming up in the next uh, two or three months that, are new techniques, techniques that they haven't tried before. So uh, this this excites me when mm. I come across something where, gosh, you know, I haven't actually tried that before, or I've fought shy of it. You know, I thought that this is a bit difficult. I'll, I'll instead of doing this kind of cobbly background, I'll do grass instead because it's easier. Mm. Well, I'm not doing that anymore. If there's pebbles and, and rocks and so, I put them in now. And uh, I, I started doing it, and then I found that people would would okay. They were following me, so no, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so lot, lots of new techniques there. Excellent. Well, this leads us on nicely to our first question from Wendy. Hi, Steve. I've just received an email about a 72 soft pastel set for £19. This is great value. Before I jump in, feet first, are the colours, are they colours that Colin is going to use in his soft pastel studies? 
So the new soft pastel set that we've started selling and been flying yep. off the shelves yep. is the full range of soft pastel sticks from um, Castell. Uh, they are certainly going to be, yes. The thing is, with a, a set like that, now, if you put it from a, from a value point of view, you've got 72, very, they're quite small, aren't they? They're not very big, these little sticks. You've got 72 of them for 19-something or other. Now, where else are you going to find that kind of value anywhere? And I'm, there may be that the one or two of those that I might not use, but I might. I don't know. It's impossible for me to say that. If you were to look at my box of pencils, you'll see at pastels, that are at 72 box, which I've got, you'll see that the vast majority of them have been used already. And... I've re resisted using them to a certain extent because I haven't done the soft pastel work. But this is going to alter. We are going to use more soft pastels. So my answer to Wendy's question is probably I would. But even if I didn't, it's worth having the 72 because mm. they're all nice colours. They're all bright colours. And, um, and if you haven't got the colour, you can't use it. But yeah. if you... If you're doing a picture of your own and think, oh, I really need this, you know, a greeny grey. Have I got a greeny grey? No. Oh, well, I can't use it. But the 72 set covers just about all of them. Hmm. So that's the way I look at it. It's a bit like the 60 box of pencils. If you've got the 60 box of pencils, whatever I come up with, you're going to be able to do. Hmm. So I think yes, it's, go ahead, buy it. I think, yeah, it follows on from what we said at it might have been even the last podcast about the fact that we were introducing them, that it's really good to have them up your sleeve. You know, it's good to have them in your, in your arsenal for mm. the future projects where you are using more soft pastel, because like you just said, you're coming up with more challenging things for the members. Um, you're not holding back as much and soft pastel fits in with that. Mm. On average, if I was doing a, a, one of my super backgrounds that you see, and then I go on to soft pastels. I would say that I use, on average, about a dozen, maybe a dozen uh, soft pastels, maybe a few more mm. than that, because I don't count them. I just pick them up and do them. Um, so that's a dozen out of the 72 on that one particular picture that I've done. So yeah. if I change, if, if I change uh, background, color, then I'll have another set of uh, colors. I don't think you, you can be, with the price that we're offering those, as Randy said quite rightly, that's terrific value for money. It's not worth, uh, you know, going to a 24 set. I mean, the 24 set we said is good, and it's good if you were a beginner and you really are just starting out, then that's a good set to, to use. But uh, if, like Wendy, you know, done a lot of work now under your belt, then you really do need the 72. Mm. Not worth, not worth uh, chopping it. Mm. Well, there you go. That's uh, something to look forward to then. The uh, soft pastel set is still on sale on our site. So go to colinbradleyartstore.co.uk uh, or find a link from our main website, colinbradleyart.com, and mm. uh, you'll see them on offer there. The other reason, Steve, that I would uh, suggest people buy them is that it's Faber-Castell and all mm. the pigmentation, all the colours are the same as the Faber-Castell range. So right, you're buying, yeah. the, you're in the same ballpark rather than going to some uh, other uh, manufacturer that, where you are not going to get that. 
you know, it's best to stay in there. That's why we, or I, I have uh, elected to stick with Faber Gassel. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so the next question comes from Margaret, and we are actually featuring this picture on a feedback show as well, but I thought it would be worth mentioning on the podcast as well so we could have a little discussion. Um, Margaret says, um, I have successfully completed three pitches with no issues and very pleased with the results. However, I'm two thirds of the way through the one of the Spitfire and have found that the pigment is seeming to lift off the paper. This is with the sky and the sea, to a lesser extent, the Spitfire itself. I can't figure out why this has happened. The conditions are the same as for the others, and I've used the same methods and followed how you do it closely. I'm at a loss to why this has happened. How can I fix it? Just adding more pastel isn't working. Either the same things happen. Can I remedy this, or should I start again with a new picture? Mm. Well, I, I wouldn't do that at the moment, because there may be a way of retrieving this could be that when you watch me on the video, what you can't tell, it's impossible to tell, is how much pressure I'm using, mm. how much pressure I'm using on the, uh, the pastel pencil. And I do notice this sometimes when I'm looking at feed, in the feedback show, I think, mm, you really haven't put enough on. It's not a question of enough on, it's enough pressure on. Because what you've got to do, especially in the base colours like sky and water, you've got to put the colour in and, and rub it in really well. It's got to really go into the paper. Now, I know I also say, be careful, because the more colours you put on, you're the chances are that you're going to uh, make a shine on the paper mm. and it's not going to respond. I know I've said that, but you've got to find somewhere, you've got to find a happy medium between this because I don't have any of those problems, do I? Now you say, yeah, but you've been doing it a long time, but I'm showing you how to do it. But as I say, you don't see how much pressure. In a situation like Margaret's got, what I would do is I'd just put the picture to one side for the moment, get some spare paper and repeat what you did on the sky, but this time put pressure on. Watch me again. Watch the section that I do uh, again and saying, oh, I wonder if I'm pressing hard enough. Now, you've got spare paper. It doesn't matter if you go through it even, if you put your pencil through it, but go a little stronger at it. Mm. Rub it in. Now, that would give you the key. It's the key that uh, is important here. So when you add the colors on top of that, they go into that key, that uh, base color, mm. and therefore, and I think that might be the reason. And you would find out if you use spare paper and you did the sky again, but with a little more pressure. Because mm. as I said, if you ruin it, it doesn't matter. It's it's not important. But once you get the idea of that, and you think, ah, Colin's got something there, you can then return to your picture. And I think even though you've done uh, a bit of the sky and you put the, the uh, clouds on and so on you can still put more white into that and revisit just do a little bit if you like but put more more pressure in mm. that's what i think might have happened mm. okay all right well uh we've got the picture sent over to us so we'll bring it up on the feedback show and show everyone mm. and um well, if Margaret, if Margaret, between now and then, I'm sure Margaret's going to be listening to this. Uh, if Margaret can have a go at that and has some spare paper and she tries it and it works, send us or let us know that it mm. does so that we can then uh, tell people, mm. you know, this, this is the problem and this has been the answer. Mm. 
Good. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Thanks, Margaret, for for sending it over. Next one is from Bob. Hi, Steve. I'm after a bit of advice. Over the years, my pastel paintings have mounted up and I've been selling the prints from them in two shops for £18. I've got about 150 plus originals, not all good enough to sell. And I'm a member of a local cricket club and would be able to get the the room to show my work all mounted with backboard and in a presentation sleeve, hopefully to sell. Um, Would you please give me advice on a sale price? Hmm. That's it, is it? Well, yes. And he did in, he did say that there was some on his page, but um and he okay. I think no, you no, can no, find fine. Bob on the community. Right. Okay, well um it, this is a really, really hard question. And sometimes I have to be a bit brutal with the answer. So forgive me if I, I feel I'm but I'm doing it for your good. Now, in a, a professional situation, when you do a picture, as a professional artist, you, you're justified in asking a, a professional price for your picture. In other words, you know, if you spend so long on it, um, you know, three or four days on it, then you'd expect to earn three or four days equivalent money. Now, in a, an amateur situation or a semi-professional situation, you can't really expect to do the same thing because you haven't had the experience and you haven't had the, maybe you haven't got the talent. Uh, and the picture will not justify that kind of figure. Mm. So you've got to come at it from a completely different angle. And the way I've always told, and I've told many, many of my students this uh, over the years when with my classes, because they've always asked me how much do I charge, what you do is you, if you get it framed professionally, and you've got to be careful here because they can charge a lot of money. You can pay 40, 40 50 pounds for a framed picture. Now, how much do you then add on top of that for the artwork? You know, mm. if you said, well, yeah, well, I want at least 50 pounds more. Well, that's 100 pounds. Now, then you look at the picture and think, now, is someone going to pay 100 pounds for that? Yeah, it's, you're the, one, the only judge is you on this. Now, there are other criteria here, and that is the subject material. If it's an animal, and if it's a, a, an attractive animal, dog, cat, popular Domestic. animal, yeah, uh, then the chances of you selling it is, is greater because, there's a, as we know, there's an awful lot of animal lovers about, and they will probably be taken by the picture. Therefore, you could actually put a higher price on it. Mm. If it's an obscure picture that... Only you like it, but would somebody else want it on their wall? This is what you've got to ask yourself, and this is where you've got to be brutal. Then you can't ha- ask a very high price for it, because it's, are people going to be willing to part with their money for that? That's a couple of things you could do, though. You could actually, instead of having them professionally framed, you could buy ready-made frames. Now, there's some great ready-made frames in the shops, and... You've got to find a picture, uh, you've got to find a frame rather, or a mount that will fit your picture. That's not easy to do. But it's possible, and sometimes you perhaps have to lose some of the picture uh, for the sake of getting a, an inexpensive frame. Mm-hmm. Now, that puts the price point a bit better because then you could say, well, I only paid £15 at this frame instead of the £40 I would have paid. Mm-hmm. So if I double the price, in other words, £30 or £35 for this particular picture, that's reasonable. Mm. 
In so that's that's one thing you can do. So I've given you a few points there, um, but I can't really say. I would say if you're an amateur artist and you enjoy what you've done and you you get your money back on the frame, then whatever you put on top of that, be reasonable. Don't be uh, misled into thinking you're going to get a fortune for it, but you're not. Mm. In Bob's situation there, he mentions that it's going to be mounted with a backboard in a sleeve so if if they're not framed then you can take that um that pressure away of having to think about the the yes. price of the frame on top i i would say that but however i've got to tell you that that doesn't look good on a wall right and if it was me i wouldn't do that i mean there's no there's no harm in actually doing that or having that um, alongside your uh, pictures, but I'd certainly have some framed. Mm. There's nothing like a frame to show off a picture. Mm. Especially so, ones that you think will sell. Definitely. So be careful there. You've mm. just got to play it by ear. Put your toe in the water. The fact that you're selling prints for £18, I think you're doing very well for that, to be honest. Yeah. The fact that you're, you're selling them for £18. But that could be mounted and, uh, in, in cellophane. I don't know whether he does that, which yeah. would have, put the, would, would have just more justified the price. Yeah. It's a very, very hard question to answer, and I can't answer it. I, I would have problems with my own if I was uh, doing an exhibition. And uh, I wanted some of my pictures on. I'd find it really hard to put prices on. Mm. It is a tricky it, one. Yeah, and the other thing, Steve, it doesn't matter how long you take to do it. That's another thing that I, I perhaps like to bring up. It it might take me a day to do a picture, and I could get £200 for it. And you think, oh, that's not bad, £200 for a day. And I could spend a week on it and still get £200. So it's, it yeah. doesn't matter. It's not. It's It's what people see. Most people, when they're looking at a picture, they, they don't, uh, they're not as analytical as we are. They're not critical as we are. They're saying, oh, that's a pretty little bird, or that's a pretty dog. Oh, I like that. I'll have that picture on my wall. Um, so they're looking at it from a different um, point of view. But they're still, they'll still put it on their wall. They'll only put on their wall pictures that they like. Mm. Hard, very hard. Difficult. I hope that's helped anyone listening. And uh, Bob, I hope that's helped you as well. And as always, with all of our questions here, let us know how you get on. I'd be really interested to see uh, and to mm. hear how it went. Mm, definitely. Okay. The next one comes from Craftsy, and the username was Teach to See. Uh, and they said, Hi, Colin, I'm really enjoying your class and have been drawing right along with you. The shop, the store I shopped in here did not have all of the pencils I required. I could not get the 175 dark sepia, nor could I get the 182 brown number. I have, I have a set of Stabilo, so I used their 625 burnt umber, burnt umber for the 175 dark sepia in Faber-Castell. And I don't think it matched exactly. Can you suggest which Stabilo pencil would come closest to the 182 brown umber you are using? Yes. Well, the, the, the closest one there would be the 615, which is the... No, it's 635. No, it's 635, Steve. Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, they'll know because I answered their uh, email yeah. or their question. Uh, 635. And it's, it's Bista anyway. That's what you've got to remember. So if I've still got the number wrong, folks, it's Bista. 
Is cool that the one, the one that's the one, the one that's closest to one seven five? Yeah. Okay. It's not the same though. I've got to tell you, and this is one of the reasons why I, I wanted to put this out there. When you have uh, a range of colours that I give you, the colours that I've given you are the right ones for that particular picture. Now, if you uh, substitute those, especially in the situation like. Uh, this person's done and substitute 625 which is it's like a, a reddish it's got a reddish hue to it and uh i mean in a way although i use 175 you could have theoretically used black as opposed to the uh, 175 the reason i didn't on that particular picture uh, because we wanted to restrict the amount of pencils that we use because this was aimed at the beginner and uh, what I didn't want to do is put a whole load of pencils uh, and it would have been a commitment for them anyway to buy them so this is the reason so what I would have ordinarily done perhaps is is use the um, the 615 uh, or the grey I think it was the grey I used the uh, 273 grey then I would have used maybe uh, a brown then I would have used a black now, people know that because if they've done my pictures before, they know that that's what I would normally do. Three colors, but we couldn't do that because of the restriction we had or mm. I put on myself. Mm. So 175 was a really good compromise. Mm. But if you use 625, that wouldn't have worked. Well, it didn't work, obviously, as well. And it wouldn't have worked as well mm. because it's too light. It hasn't got the, the impact. Okay. So you've got to be really careful when you're – you're swapping colors about and it's hard and poor poor person she didn't have the 175 to compare it with or the shop didn't have it so you couldn't look at that in real life you only looked at it on the screen and yeah. sometimes that can be deceptive too it might be a he i might have been <laughs> no we don't we couldn't tell from the name um well, but which no, which which stabilo pencil comes closest to the 182 brow number ah uh, that would that would have been the 615 ah <laughs> okay 635 for the dark sepia and yeah, 615 for the 182 it's not a million miles away from it hmm. but still you're not going to get the same effect you wouldn't you can't you can't you can't swap pencils and say i've got exactly the same um color range because it isn't hmm. and uh so it is hard but the, the important thing is the techniques uh, that uh, I'm using there and Craftsy, and we've had a lot of success with it. Um, a lot of us, a lot of students now, uh, joined up to that class. Mm. So it is, it is successful. We've uh, had no uh, um, nobody with a, a negative response. No. Of course, they've been very positive, which is good. Mm. So Excellent. I hope that helps you. And, and the idea I wanted to, you to bring it up because I wanted to tell other people as they will be doing that, other, uh, it, people listening to me now here would be doing that themselves. As long yeah. as it's a pastel pencil, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Uh, the next one comes from Emily. And that this one came on our Facebook page. Hi, I understand the reasons for not fixing a picture. But I had always thought that fixing was to protect the finished piece. Are there any tips on how you do that if you aren't using a fixative? Mm -hmm. uh, well, yes, I would certainly 
you've got to be careful. Pastel pencil, fortunately, unlike soft pastel, is is pushed into the paper, as I explained right at the beginning. You put it into the paper and it actually uh, is less likely to smudge. But it will smudge if you run your finger across it, you're going to smudge it. And so, therefore, it's best to protect it. I put them in plastic sleeves. I've mentioned this before. And uh, I keep all mine in plastic sleeves. And it's or with a sheet of paper between that and the next one, if you're stacking them. Mm. And that's that's the way to protect it. But you've got to protect the picture without doubt. When you put it in a, a mount or in glass, then it depends on the, the size. If it's A4 or less uh, in size, then you probably could get away with a single mount, although double's always a good idea anyway. But when you go bigger than A4, then you do really need a double mount or even a treble mount if it goes really big, uh, because you need to push the the pastel away from the glass otherwise it will and the, and people know why i don't fix it's only me that uh, you know people say what do you do and i tell them i don't fix because it does spoil the work and yeah. we did show didn't we on facebook the, yeah that came on the video that. yeah that comment uh, came from the video well you can see that can't you and and you saw on that that it did spoil the picture mm. and uh, you know when you spend all that amount of time on it and uh, you know and, and you, you you spray it and it ruins it god what are you going to think now soft pastel doesn't work the same way because the pigmentation is higher the soft pastel resists that to a certain extent you don't get that same uh, dullness it's just the makeup of the pastel pencil that does that so if you're using i mean you're probably not using enough soft pastel to warrant fixing it a picture in the future projects are you no no because if, no you could well if you do that see if you're going to be in the same situation because it's yeah. it's never it's never going to be a soft pastel picture it's always going to be a it's going to be a pastel pencil picture with additional soft pastel on it mm. so if you were to spray it the soft pastel wouldn't look too bad but then all the pastel pencil would look dull yeah so, and that yeah, would look yeah. even worse then so no i don't think we uh, fixing as far as i'm concerned is uh, a no-go yeah. and i've been using it as you know for 30 odd years and uh, i've never never had a problem because i know how to treat it and how to handle it and uh, if you do the same as me you're fine mm. brilliant thanks emily for the question and that's all i've got for today um thanks everyone that sent in your questions as always keep them coming in so we have more to discuss on the podcast otherwise we'd just be talking about the weather or a new project or something (laughs) um and we'll be back in two weeks time for another podcast and as i mentioned earlier we've got a feedback show coming next week with lots of submissions and lots of advice that we're ready to give out um on youtube and facebook so and we'll have a new project coming for you next week i think i've got one scheduled in the diary to upload for everyone so you're not going to not give me any hints are you no i like it to be a surprise (laughs) it's a surprise (laughs) for me too i don't know what and it'll be a surprise to you too yeah (laughs) i don't let you know the schedule you you give me all the the pictures and uh, that's right I rearrange them or put this one there and distribute them accordingly. So That's right. Mm. Excellent. Okay, well, uh, that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.
been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home. For free courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.co.uk. Oh, <laughs>